Welcome to the new and improved Configure It Done podcast. The Configure It Done podcast is now a place where we interview senior thought leaders in the SAP space across Australia and New Zealand. And the aim is to tap into their knowledge so we can pass on their insights to the listening SAP community. Please subscribe to the podcast and like, share and comment across Castos, YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This podcast is in partnership with the Black Dog Institute who aim to create a mentally healthier world for everyone. If you wish to donate to the cause, please click the link below. Welcome back to the Configure It Done podcast and we are in season seven. I can't believe we've done six seasons already and to listen to the previous six series, please visit Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and Castos. And today we've got another fantastic guest. Uh, he's a partner of IBM. It's Wayne Morrison. And Wayne talks about how he firefights and rescues these large complex SAP programs. So please listen to the podcast, like and share and enjoy. Um, we, we're lucky enough today to have uh, one of the partners at IBM, uh, Wayne, Wayne Morrison. Thank you for coming on, Wayne. Pleasure. Nice to be here, Jay. No problem. So um. We're going to dive straight in, Wayne. I know we've got a topic, but before we we dive into the topic, um, I'd love to know a bit about um, yourself and and your career um, and what you're doing now for for those listeners that that don't know uh, of Wayne Morrison. So if you can give us a bit of an overview, that would be great, Wayne. Sure. Okay. Uh, so look, I have been a long time uh, employed at IBM, um, 25 years now. So. Uh, that's uh, it's not something you see very often these days, but um, uh-huh. but there you go. So look, I, I've had a, a pretty um, varied career at IBM, um, but but my focus uh, throughout that 25 year period has been in the project uh, and program management space. Uh-huh. So I've been working uh, in that area for for all of that that time at IBM. Um, prior to that, I was as in the um, actually I was a programmer and in, in, in the you know the technology side of the the business. But um, yeah, so I've I've you know really enjoyed uh, the the project management side of of what IBM does. You know as as an SI, um, so I've been involved in large program delivery probably for the last fifteen. Or more years of that, mm-hmm. um, primarily in in telco, um, in utilities, and uh, also in a little bit of financial services and in government as well. So, um, you know, very much that um, that large SI space is where I've I've been uh, spending my time, and uh, yeah, really enjoyed you know doing that type of work and um, you know delivering. Um, complex programs for a number of clients in in those areas perfect no problem thanks for that overview wayne and um i know when we caught up um last week and we had a, a conversation around uh, particular topics um i know you mentioned around that that firefighting area or rescuing some of them mm. large those large complex um projects so let, let's focus on that and i, I want to dive in and, and ask you a question around you know when you do have a, a large complex project um that needs to be rescued or you're coming in at a later stage to um, you know, be that firefighter. Um, what, what would be your your approach, um, your approach and, and method um, to that? Yeah, look, I think um, 
there's many there's many different things in particularly in large complex programs that that can um, you know does go wrong. Uh, so you know, whilst you can have an approach to going in and diagnosing what the, you know, what the problem is, there's 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 probably no one thing that you necessarily look for. There's there's many things, um, you know. But but I guess one of the key things that I often see in programs that that are in trouble is um, often it's the simple stuff, right? It's the, the sort of 101 project management stuff that that often goes wrong. Um, so you know things like governance, um, you know governance isn't isn't well set up, um, or you know the right people and uh, the right governance forums aren't in place. Um, sometimes it's people um, and skill. So you know there might be particular gaps in capability in the program organisation that that need to be rectified and filled. Um, Rarely is it technology. Interestingly, you know, it's it's really a technology problem that you find. Mm-hmm. Um, often, it's more about, you know, the communications, um, the way the program is being run. Um, so, you know, the, as I say, the the sort of one hundred and one project management type principles, scope management, dependency management, communication, um, stakeholder management. You know, those are all areas that, that you often see, um, you know, aren't working optimally. Um, it might be, uh, for example, there's, uh, there's, you know, a misunderstanding or a lack of understanding across the program of the objectives of the program, what, mm-hmm. it, what it's actually trying to achieve. Um, and therefore you get you know, stakeholder alignment problems. Um, you've got people who actually don't understand what you're there to do or what the program's delivering, what's sure. in it for them. Um, so, you know, there's many different aspects of what can go wrong in a, in a, in a program and, and what can, you know, take a program off the rails. So I think when you go in to, a, you know, a, a complex program where there are problems, there's, there's you know, there's a method around how you actually, you know, spend some time understanding what the problem is. Sure. Um, but then, you know, and obviously that's that's critically important. You want to treat the the wound and not kill the patient as as <laughs> as it goes. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, for me primarily, it's really about listening, right? I mean, I think um, the first thing I do when I go into a troubled program is is really you know, talk to people and listen to, you know, what they're telling you. Um, so uh, often, you know, it's there's, there's a lot of emotion. I think in 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 projects that have gone off the rails or programs that have gone off the rails, um, you know, clients, vendors um, are losing money. So there's there's often quite a bit of anger, um, frustration. Um, you know, so that 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 certainly does play out, and and I think you have to you have to be prepared to kind of look through that frustration and anger, and and look for you know what's really underneath that, right? What's really driving it? Sure, sure. So how do you obviously with that emotion and that anger that comes out, and 
how how do you go about getting to the root clause? I know I noticed what you said there around um, you know speaking speaking to people, but you know how how do you get through that emotion? How do you get to the to the root cause of of what the problem actually is? Well, I think I think you've got to you've got to listen to people. You know, like I think that's the that's the key in my mind is um, listen and understand before you kind of you know talk and 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 start trying to um, tell people that you know these are the these are the things that are going to solve the problem, right? So I think yeah, really listening to people and um, taking on board what they're what they're telling you, right? You know, and I guess probing for um, you know what's beneath that frustration or what's beneath that that anger, right? Because often it's there, but it's not really necessarily coming out clearly because of the the emotional aspects of it. Mm. So it's really yeah, I guess um, demonstrating to to the people that you're talking to that you're you're actively listening to to what they're saying to you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the other thing, frankly, is you know you've 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 also got to look at the objective. Uh, aspects of it, right? So, talking to people is one thing. Um, there's objective aspects of you know where they are on the on the program schedule, for example. Um, what are the key metrics telling you uh, about you know maybe it's their burn rate, maybe it's the the churn rate of people. Um, you know, it could be aspect measurable aspects of um, you know the program delivery. Are they delivering code on time? Um, what's the quality metrics look like? So there are some objective measures too that you need to look at that kind of, you know, you build up that picture of um, mm. where things are really at. Sure, sure. And I know you mentioned, obviously, I mean, you know, the theme I'm kind of getting here is, is people, um, people are really fundamentally important and people make projects. I've heard that before from from different uh, different podcasts as well. Wayne, how do you know um who the good people are who the bad bad eggs are on a on a program obviously i know your approach is, is speaking and active listening um but is there any kind of things you look out for to know that uh, do you know what that person's good they're going to add significant value to the program or that person's not so good and and you know may need to be exited or you know how, what what's your approach to that yeah well again you know it's it's talking to people right i mean often Everyone who's on a project will know where the, you know, roughly where the where they think the problems are, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they'll have a perspective on on a problem, and often, you know, you'll get hints of, you know, where the good performance is or where, you know, there's weaknesses, and sometimes it comes out in the objective metrics, right? Mm -hmm. So it might be there's a really high rate of change um, on the program, you know, scope is out of control. Or, so you'll start to look at well, you know, what's what's driving that? You know, is it project management? Um, mm -hmm. Is it requirements um, or lack of? You know, where? So you, you kind of start digging. I think you find um, snippets when you talk to people, and you'll get a sense of it, and then you need to start digging and looking for the objective data to support sure, sure. it. Sure. Okay. And why not? Normally, in a in a, a program that needs to be rescued, there's a a lot of people that are downheartened or you know a lot of people are not motivated like how how would you you know once you've identified the problems and you've identified um you know what what's wrong with the the program how do you then galvanize galvanize your people to to get back on track or um you know to fundamentally fix what what's wrong how do you galvanize people yeah i think i mean that's a really important question you know i think that's that's to me 
it's the key to you know starting to dig your way out of the hole right it's it's getting people to buy into the plan so i think you know one thing i've seen i guess over the years is um i've seen rescues that worked and i've seen rescues that didn't work all right and to me the the sort of key is really getting the buy-in of the team who are doing the work to the plan so it it absolutely needs to be their plan right so you can't go in and say well okay right you guys you know you've you've buggered this thing up but i've come in here to rescue this thing for you and you do x y and z and you're there right i think that's 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 not going to really you know get you where you need to go You, you absolutely need the team to understand what's happened and why and what needs to change and they are the fundamental you know that's your resource that's actually going to you know change the course of things so you need them to actually understand that buy into the plan and then execute on it so you know to me the key to it is actually getting people to um you know to understand the problem and help diagnose it and then you know build the plan around uh you know some some key changes that need to be made but i think yeah so it's it's you know it is having the people who are going to execute that plan buying into it that's that's i think a first step the other step is is you need to measure your progress right and i think continually measuring progress against that plan so are you achieving the the change that you need to achieve um and communicating that and get that sort of feedback loop right so yes we're on track or no we're not there's still more to do and you know that continuous loop of feeding back i think's really critically important at, at all levels so it's it's at the perform level you know with the team that are doing the work it's also at the you know the the governance level you know steerco um executive sponsor level so all parties who are you know part of this program of work actually understand whether the the plan is you know is correcting the the course of things or not and what other interventions may be required etc so to me those are probably the the key things the buy-in you know measurement and then the feedback loop buy-in measurement feedback love it that's brilliant okay great um and then that's obviously the, the people on the the program um and wayne I'm going to steer it to more the kind of the, the stakeholders now. Um, like, how do you bring them along on the on the journey? Um, you know, obviously you've you, you've spoken to your, your individuals, um, you know, the project team. You understand what's fundamentally gone wrong with the the setup or the governance, and um, you you understand you know who the good people are, and you've got your plan in place, and then you've you've got that kind of buy-in from from the team. How do you then bring the business or the stakeholders along on on that journey as well? Yeah, well, that's that's another key aspect of it, clearly, right? So, you know, that's getting the right people, um, the right stakeholders engaged, keeping them engaged and keeping them motivated, informed and, you know, active, I think is 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 critically important. So, I think you've got to engage at the right levels and and i think again a lot of it comes down to human interaction you know it's looking at who are the key stakeholders who are the influencers who are the decision makers really understanding that stakeholder map and working it you know working 
the relationships with those those people mightn't be you know me as the program director having that relationship necessarily but there might be someone in my team who has a relationship with that person um, it might be someone on the client side that you know is bought in and can help um, work a stakeholder you know to get them more engaged it might be going further up the tree you know and looking at who who in that person's hierarchy is key and getting them engaged so it's really i think understanding who the key stakeholders are mm-hmm. um and then it's the communication with those people right and and the engagement with them so it might be informal governance it might be an informal governance you know it could be a coffee catch-up a regular coffee catch-up with a key stakeholder um, who has an interest but may not necessarily be as engaged as you need them to be and just mm. trying to find a way that mechanism you know that that leverage point to get them more involved and get them you know more engaged in what's going on sure 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 i think um there's a lot of the same theme um coming through around that that people interaction and and really get into the root cause of the problem or uh, whether it's formally or, or informally i think i think that is one of the hardest skill sets to to teach uh, and and coach um do you, do you have any any success stories where you've successfully passed that on to um to somebody because it, it is it's almost like um like we call it the special sauce it, it's like you, you can't you can't you, you don't know what goes into it you don't know the ingredients it's very hard to define it's very hard to um you know to, you know talk about that and and how to pass it on but do you if you do you have any kind of like success stories of where you successfully done that or and you know how you've coached people to do that in the past because uh, like I find that very very difficult myself. Yeah, look, it, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not straightforward, right? I think that's the the thing. One, and I guess I've learned that over many years of doing this type of work, right? Sure. Um, so I think what I've found is that in running programs, you can do all of the right things, right? engage the right people do all the right things do you know do the project management by the book stuff right and still you can get into trouble and i've learned i guess that you know the political dimension what's going on beyond the boundaries of your project and with other other stakeholders there's other influences involved and if you don't actually understand the broader context you kind of um you know you you are at risk i think right so i think you've you you definitely got to understand the broader political construct in the organization you're in and the cultural dimension as well um where i've found i guess i've been able to teach that I, i think i've had a few um engagements over the years where you know i've one of the things I do do when I start a program is I, I actually look at the stakeholder map, right? So I, I build a stakeholder map. Who are the key people in the organisation? And I guess it does take time, um, but also, you know, it, it takes talking to people, right? But but you, you you gradually build that that map up, and it's it's a tool that you use all the time. So the good the good SIs do this always, right? They know who. Um, makes the decisions they know who the key influences are and it might be within their program or it might be 
outside of it. So I think, you know, it's a it's a fairly straightforward, you know, could be a spreadsheet, um, could be a diagram, could be, you know, any any kind of form, but you know, mapping who your stakeholders are, um, you know, whether they're an influencer, whether they're a decision maker, you know, do they have um they might have formal or informal decision making rights um, on on your program. It's you know you need to understand that. Um, um, and, and yeah, so I use that kind of that kind of technique. Yeah. And I've I've used that with a lot of the the people that I've worked with over the years. So often it might be I go into a program and you know they're having they're having troubles and there'll be a you know. Governance might be one of the things, skills and capability might be another, stakeholder engagement might be another, but one of the tools I'll leave them is the stakeholder map, right? So here's a map, that's that's something you need to continually keep up to date because people change all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Someone leaves the organisation, new person comes in, you know, can change the dynamics of, you know, everything that's going on um, in the stakeholder community. So. It's, I think that's one of the key tools that you need in your in your kit bag. Excellent, brilliant, Wayne. Okay, and then and coming back to um, the the projects and and rescues and um, you you mentioned before that you've seen projects that have been successful with a rescue and you've seen projects that that haven't. Can you um, share a, a success story um, of you know where you've seen a project successfully be rescued and um, you know? Yeah, why why that happened? That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. So look, um, I had one a couple of years ago with an organisation utility space, mm-hmm. um, where uh, we actually came in to do some advisory for them. They're having some problems with with an SI um, and getting a project really launched. Mm-hmm. They were really struggling with it or a program. Um, so we did some advisory. Um, look, long story short, they ended up engaging IBM to take over that that program, uh, and it was it was very problematic from the get go for for a number of reasons. But it had never been really set up properly for success, so it did take some time to really establish the right type of you know governance structures. I mean, really root and branch um, you know establishment of a, a proper program um, organization PMO PMO processes um, documentation templates you know all the basic stuff needed to be to be done um, so you know it really did take establishing those disciplines you know getting the program kind of re-established yeah. um, and moving moving forward and then you know there was a lot of resistance in that particular program um, from stakeholder community. There was, you know, a lack of confidence in the program delivering, um, given the false start. So there was a lot of baggage actually that that program had before it even got off the blocks. Um, look, the key to that, I mean, in the end, you know, happily, we we did deliver that program, um, and it was it was a success. So, you know, good story, but there was a lot of angst over over time in, in getting it over the line. The key to me was stakeholders, getting the stakeholders on side. That took a couple of um, key stakeholders on the client side changing. 
um, with a, a, a fresh pair of eyes and uh, they could see the value that the program was going to deliver. So they were very bought into its success and the need for it to, to be delivered. So there were some pretty direct messages given to, um, you know, the vendor organisation, so the organisation, my organisation, and the internal, um, the internal organisation as well. So to me, it was about executive alignment. Ultimately, that's what really determined the success, the success of that program. Yeah. We had all the capabilities within the team to deliver it within the the broader organ, the program organisation, but it really took the key stakeholders getting aligned and behind it to to get it over the line. That was the key. Perfect. So direct a lot of direct messages and then the, the key kind of trigger point there was the change and a fresh pair of eyes. Um, yeah, fresh pair of eyes on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once once that occurred and we all kind of got around uh, you know, a, a plan to deliver and a date to deliver, then it all started to fall into place and we got the job done. Excellent. Excellent. Wayne, that was um fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for um, sharing that. It's a lot of insights there that I think a lot of um, project managers and program managers and desiring um, program managers as well could take from from today. Um, one, one question that I, I have, obviously, you've been uh, working for IBM for, for 25 years and been in this industry for a long time, and you would have worked with a lot of highly capable um, people. But is there anybody um, that you would like to invite on the podcast um, that you'd like to listen to their their insights? Um, and it could be about any topic at all, but yeah, any anybody that you'd like on the podcast. Um, I'm aware I've put yeah. you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, look, Jay, there's there's probably there's probably quite a few. Um, um, yeah, I'm gonna. Can I take that one on notice? I'm not. I'm not sure. I I've got a direct, clear answer. Can I come back to you on that one? Because yeah, they're, they're actually. There actually is someone that I think would be so. You know, I in in the project success story that I referenced, there's there's an executive that um, on the client side that I worked with that really was the key catalyst yeah. behind that. Um, he would be someone really worth talking to. Sure. Um, to uh, I think his insight would be particularly interesting. But yeah, that would be good, I suppose, to get a. The, the customer side, um, yeah. Once we've had like obviously we've had the SI side today, but yeah, the customer side that would be that would be good. But um, but thank you anyway, Wayne, for for coming on today and sharing those insights. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, we we'll speak to you soon. Great to talk to you. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe to the Configure It Done podcast.